Hi everyone. How you doing? I'm going to annoy all of the non-teachers by being very bouncy after my two-week holiday. So sorry everyone who's like not had a nice long holiday. If I seem a bit too energetic. <laughs> um, so we are in Galatians 5. If you have a Bible, you might want to turn to it. Over the last kind of few weeks in the evening services, we've been looking at Galatians 5 from verse 22. So I'm just going to read those three or four verses just to kind of remind ourselves where we're at. So Galatians 5:22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. So, three weeks ago, I spoke a little bit about joy, and then this evening, I'm going to talk about kindness. So, I often think kindness is... um, just when people are really, really considerate towards you, when somebody maybe notices something you might need or they might help you in a particular situation. Maybe um, as I talk about kindness, um, you might be able to think of somebody who was particularly kind to you and how it made you feel. I'm going to talk about um, the site manager at my school who is called Michael, and he's one of the kindest people that I know. Um, Because when you ask him to do anything, he just does it really, really quickly. And he's just always really nice about it. So, uh, you know, Michael, can you fix the lock on my door? Or can you find a ladder so that I can change the battery in my clock? Or whatever it is that I might need doing. He not only does it, but he's always just really kind about it. So he'll always ask me how I am, whether I'm having a nice day. And he always goes above and beyond. So he noticed as I was teaching in my classroom, that I had wedged the door open with a big pile of textbooks, rebroken every health and safety rule there is. Like some child would probably like, fall over it and really injure themselves. But anyway, I, d- I needed a doorstop. I didn't have one, so I was using textbooks. And so he, Michael went and made me a doorstop to like, cut me a little one out of wood and brought it to me and said, I think you really need this. And I thought, yes, I really do, and you're really kind. And I would have hugged him, but that would have been a bit inappropriate (laughs) when there's lots of children around. So I just didn't and said, thank you, Michael. You're very kind. Um, So (laughs) I wonder if you can think of an example of somebody who's just always really, really kind. It's great. It's a really great characteristic uh, for people to have. God is referred to as being kind nearly 50 times in the Bible. And his kindness, or sometimes referred to as loving kindness, is referred to even more times than that in the Bible. It's one of God's key characteristics. Unusual, kind of penetrating kindness is at the heart of the Christian faith. So we sin, we're separated from God, and then he shows us unbelievable kindness by sending Jesus to die for us and allows us to be united once again with him. God doesn't need to be kind, but he chooses to be kind. And consequently, as followers of Christ, we're made in his image. We are called to exhibit his characteristics. That's the whole idea. We're made in his image, so we're aiming to be as much like him as possible. 
i.e. we are called also to be kind. And luckily, Galatians 5 is actually quite an encouraging passage because it doesn't simply instruct us. It doesn't simply say, be loving, be joyful, be kind, be good. It doesn't say that. In fact, the subtext of this and really the whole of the New Testament is if you try and do all of those things in your own strength, you will probably really struggle. So what it's saying here in Galatians is God is giving us his spirit, so a piece of him that lives in us, that helps us to be joyful and to be kind and to be loving and to be patient and to be good. And this distinction between us just trying to do something and God's spirit living in us and enabling us to be kind is really, really important. Because if you wanted to be motivated to be a kinder person, you could just walk out that door now and go to a website and type in ways to be kind. And there'd be a whole list of things that you could do. Trust me, I did it this week. There'd be people out there who have built websites teaching us how to be kinder with lists and lists and lists of things that we could do. And often the idea is if that you are kind, it makes you feel good and it makes other people feel good as well. But I'm hoping that you don't want to walk out of that door right now and go and Google how to be kind. Because effectively, you came to church because you wanted to have some kind of supernatural experience. You perhaps were looking for a little bit of something extra in your life that didn't come from yourself. That you were perhaps looking for a bit of help from elsewhere, from God, rather than trying to summon it from within yourself. So here's the thing. The biblical Galatians idea is sometimes we, in our own strength, we run out of kindness. It's really, really hard to be kind all the time. And God says, or God's saying here, let me work with you on this. Let me come and live in you by my spirit to help you show kindness. So rather than our own limited kindness, we're called to kind of pull on his unrelenting kindness to help us get better at it. And as I kind of challenge you in this talk to try to seek kindness as a fruit in your life, please don't think that I'm trying to project these huge expectations on you and wagging the finger at you to be kinder, because I'm really not doing that. What I'm saying is I believe in a God who epitomizes kindness, and I believe that the Bible is saying that we can have some of him by his spirit in us so that we can be kinder. So rather than me telling you, be kind, what I'm actually asking you is a question. Will you let God's kindness work through you? And that's a really different thing. So some thoughts on kindness. Firstly, the first person that I thought of straight away when I was thinking about kindness in the Bible was I thought about Ruth, who's one of my favorite heroes in the Bible. And when you read her story, what you realize is that to be kind, often you have to make a sacrifice. Humans aren't generally very good at sacrifice, but God is pretty good at sacrifice, and Ruth was pretty good 
at sacrifice. So in the book of Ruth, right at the beginning, there's this lady called Naomi who has two sons. And quite soon on in that chapter, it tells us that uh, these two sons die and her husband is already dead. So within this kind of patriarchal society that she lives in, there's really not much hope for Naomi. There's no men in her life. So the opportunity of her kind of economic security is pretty much gone. And consequently, she's destined to a life pretty much of poverty. But she has got two daughter-in-laws. She's got Ruth and she's got Orpha. And Naomi decides that her best bet is to actually move from where she's living to go to live elsewhere. She's living in a place called Moab, and she decides to move to a place called Judah because there's more food there. And she reckons that she's going to have a better future. So Naomi and these two daughter-in-laws, Ruth and Orpha, who are the widows of her sons who have died, set out on this journey. You can imagine the three of them. And halfway there, Naomi suddenly thinks, hang on a minute, why are they coming with me? Because actually, if they come with me, they're sort of making a huge sacrifice. Because they're staying to protect me, when actually, probably, they should go and live their own lives. So Naomi says to the girl, she says, don't, don't worry about me, I've had my life, let me just go on to Judah and I'll just make the best of it. You go and try to remarry, because if you remarry, there's more chance that your life will be secure. So Ruth and Orpha have a choice. They either kind of carry on with Naomi and try and support her and hope for the best, or they could maybe go back to their own families where they might be set up, there might be another remarriage, and they might be able to have a little bit more economic security. So Orpha, and you don't really blame her, takes her chances and goes back to her family. But Ruth says... In verse 16 of, of chapter 1 in Ruth, it says, it says that she speaks to Naomi. She says, don't urge me to leave or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Now, when I try to put myself in Ruth's shoes, I think, I really love my mother-in-law, but <laughs> if it was a choice between going with her to an uncertain place to look after her or going back to my own family to potentially remarry and have a bit more of a future, I think actually I would choose pragmatism over kindness. I don't think that I would have the strength of conviction to be sacrificially kind in that way. But throughout this whole book, actually, Ruth's actions are recorded as being kind And whilst in the end, she goes with Naomi and she does remarry and she ends up being quite prosperous, there's this point in the story where that is by no means guaranteed. She's presented with a decision that requires sacrifice and she makes the sacrifice to be kind. Elsewhere in the book of Ruth, it talks about the fact that she's a woman of faith. And this is me reading this into the text. But I wonder if there was maybe a point where she had to make that decision, where she says, God, I have run out of kindness. I actually want to go back to my own family. But give me the strength to be kind. She maybe calls on God's spirit and says, 
it's only with your kindness that I can be kind enough to go with Naomi because I think that's the right thing to do. So the first thing I want to say is kindness is often really, really sacrificial. And if we want to be truly kind, we have to try to comprehend the kind of kindness that God shows us. And we have to try to ask for a bit of that sacrificial kindness in our own lives. Secondly, I think the Bible tells us that kindness can heal relationships. Kindness can heal relationships. All of you will know the story of Joseph, who is teased by his brothers for being his father's favorite and uh, then sold by them to uh, live in slavery, his multicolored cloak having been ripped from his back. And you'll remember the bit, a bit later on in the story where Joseph is actually working for the Pharaoh and his brothers have fallen on hard times and they end up coming to Egypt to see him and, and begging for food. They have no idea that the guy they're actually standing in front of at this point is their long-lost brother, Joseph. And there's that bit in the story where Joseph reveals himself to his brothers and he says, don't feel, gu- don't feel guilty about this situation. I want to provide for you and for your families. This is an act of ultimate kindness, or I'm sure that perhaps revenge would have been sweeter. And throughout this explanation of the story, which you'll find, um, you'll find it in Genesis 45, what really strikes me is that Joseph has this constant, there's this constant reference to his faith. So, For example, he says in verse 5, it says, It was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. Verse 8, it was not you who sent me here, but it was God. So Joseph had this rock-solid faith in God by this point. And again, it's not explicit in the text, but I just wonder if there was a moment when Joseph was there and his brothers were begging him for food, when actually Joseph, in his mind, prayed to God and said, God, I don't have much kindness to show these brothers. I've kind of run out of kindness. In reality, I'd actually quite like to see them punished for what they did to me. But would you, Lord, would you give me the strength to be kind? And I wonder if actually it was Joseph's faith in God that gives him the ability to do what he does. And crucially, it's this rebuilding of the relationships with his brother that is so important. The division that was once there is healed because Joseph is able to be kind. Maybe there's a relationship in your life at the moment that is strained for a particular reason. And maybe you sense that a show of kindness from you could actually bring some hope and could actually bring some healing into that relationship. But maybe you feel like, I actually don't have any strength to be kind. Maybe you feel like you've run out of kindness, and that's okay. But I really want you to know that God wants to give you that strength, and that asking for his Holy Spirit in you might just further enable you to have that kindness that you really want to be able to show in that relationship. Now, I'm not naive enough to believe that one act of kindness is going to make everything better. It really might not. But it certainly might be a step into trying to heal the issue in that relationship. 
And finally, I think that kindness is actually an attitude rather than just a collection of small deeds. You might have noticed in the last few years, this movement has evolved. It's called the Random Acts of Kindness movement. That's something else that you can Google if you want to when you get home. And this is the idea where people show kindness to people they don't know, just completely randomly. So, uh, you know, it's a good idea. Maybe you could, like, bake a cake and just give it away just because, or you buy coffee for the person behind you in the Starbucks queue, or you just bite the bullet and change the toilet roll where nobody else in your family will do it. I don't know, whatever it might be that's, like, randomly kind you might just do that thing. But I wonder if sometimes these acts kind of become more about us than they do about the recipient. Because the feel-good factor of a random act of kindness is valid if it encourages people to be kinder. But the fruit of the Spirit idea here in Galatians 5 is not about feeling good. It's about being transformed by God. The idea is, is that we become patient and we become gentle and we become joyful and we become kind. And the Bible challenges us that this should be our actual nature, not just a random thing that we might do. And the reason why that's more desirable than a random act of kindness is because it's easy to think when you've done your random act of kindness, I've done my good deed for the day. Tick. It's done. When actually, the kind of radical discipleship that we're called to is about being transformed so that we seek to be constantly kind, not just once a day when we do our random act of kindness. So seeking to be kind when we're at home, when we're at work, when we're shopping, when you answer the phone or when you answer the door. And crucially, this kind of takes me back to where I started because there's no way that we would achieve this sort of consistent kindness in our own strength. Because by nature, we're quite impatient, we're quite short-tempered, and we get tired. Which is why I really thank God for this passage in Galatians 5 because it says, this isn't about us, this is about God's spirit. And I thank God that I can call on his spirit every day and say, Lord, let more of your fruits, the fruits of your spirit, be revealed in, in me. Your joy, your goodness, your patience, your kindness. So the pressure almost becomes not about me anymore trying to do these things, but just about me trying to call more on God. Because I know that I run out of these things all the time, but I know that God has oceans of reserves of these characteristics and I can just keep calling on them. So just to recap what I've said, firstly the Bible teaches us that if we want to be really kind often it requires a sacrifice. You get a chance to go home and read the whole book of Ruth. You kind of see that whole story and how that was the case in her life. Secondly, I believe that kindness has the power to really heal relationships. And perhaps that's something that you really need to think about this evening. And thirdly, I think that kindness is about an attitude rather than just a random act. Verse 
God is kind. And he wants to give us more of his spirit in order that we might be kinder people. I'd just like to invite the band to come off, if that's okay. And then I'm just going to share something with you. I'm going to be really, really honest with you now. I wouldn't normally do this. But as I was preparing for my talk this week, I was really, really challenged by what I uh, wanted to say. Because somebody who's quite close to me, I'm not going to say who it was, but somebody that was quite close to me uh, said something really quite hurtful to me earlier this week. And I ran out of kindness for that person immediately because I was so hurt by what they said. And maybe, maybe that happened because I was doing this talk on kindness, but literally, I felt as though I needed to be kind to this person, but that I had nothing left. And so there was a point this week where I had to just get down on my knees and say, God, I am so through with being kind to this person. And it needs to come from you. And amazingly, so far, I think, I can say hand on heart, I have been kind (laughs) to this person. But it totally and utterly has not come from me. And I know that tomorrow, I need to call this person again. And I need to be kind to them again. And I know that that's going to be really, really hard. But I know that in God's strength, there's so much more chance of me being able to do that than if I tried to do it on my own. And I wanted to share that with you. Gosh, that was harder than I thought. (laughs) I wanted to share that with you because I, I really feel that maybe that happened to me this week because there's people here who have run out of kindness for a particular person or in a particular situation And you've run out, but you really feel like you still need to be kind because that's the right thing to do. And because that's what the Bible here is encouraging us to do. And if that's you, I would love to pray with you. And the ministry team perhaps could come up. That would be great. We would love to pray with you to be filled with God's Spirit in order that you could find that kindness. Maybe this week and in the weeks to come.